Hello, Mima. Hello, Drama. <laughs> How are you? I'm so excited because this is our first episode. We're doing it in person. I know, and it's very exciting because a lot of people don't know that Mima and I'm your grandmother, mm -hmm. uh, but our podcast is called What's Your Shtick? Because yep. in Yiddish, shtick is everything about you, the way you are, how you feel, what's inside of you, what's going on at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's called shtick. So everybody's got shtick. Yeah. You've got it. I don't have it so much because I'm perfect. Right. But hey, what's your shtick? So that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. And we have a lot of people who need help with their shtick today, Mimo. Well, everybody needs help with shtick because every day it's a little different than the next day. That's true. Yeah. You're usually helping me with my shtick or Papa with his shtick or whatever is happening. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's help some people. So first, I love this question just to kind of get to know you. Who was your role model growing up? My role model growing up, without realizing it, was my grandmother. Hmm. I adored my mother and she was wonderful, but I, I just couldn't get over the fact that my grandmother, who in Yiddish is called Bubby, was always up, dressed, cooking, preparing, mm -hmm. talking to the butcher, getting the meat coming for the day, getting the house straight, doing what she was doing. And I didn't even realize that she was my role model until I grew up. Because in my day, and we, we're going to go back to my day along a lot of this because I'm older than dirt. <laughs> and and it, it didn't dawn on me how much I admired this little bitty tiny woman that spoke broken English mm -hmm. and... Uh, spoke Yiddish and Hebrew and English and took care of the family. And it was a constant, everyday love of every moment. It was not a chore. It was not, oh, I have to do this. I want to do this. There was no dishwasher. There was no washer and dryer. Mm -hmm. There was no television. And so everything evolved around Bubby and Zazie, my grandparents. So she has to be my role model. I love that. And fun fact, um, it's very odd, but I started calling my brother Bubby. I don't even I know. know how long ago. And so anytime we're with the family, I always laugh so hard because Mima talks about her Bubby. And my then Bubby. It literally means grandmother, but I call my brother Bubby. And so it <laughs> makes me a very bad Jew to be calling little Bubby no, Bubs. Yeah, that's okay. Is that acceptable? Yeah, he, yeah, he can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> handle the power of grandma? Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so another question that was submitted was, when I'm asked to attend an event or go out on a date, do I need to give an explanation of why I have declined? Absolutely not. It is none mm. of anybody's business. It's called none your business. N-O-B. <laughs> none your business. Nope. The reason is, if, if it, you can't go out because you're going to go with somebody else and do something else mm. that sounds better than the original thing. No, that's not what we're talking about. If I understand this question correctly, mm -hmm. the, you've been asked out on a date and you decide you just simply something really has come up and you're not able to go, I would just simply be upfront and say the following. 
I appreciate the opportunity to go out on this date, but I'm not able to go at this time. Could I have a rain check? You owe no one an explanation of anything. As a child, when um, Jeff was little, he would get phone calls and his friends would say, I want to talk to Jeff. Where is he? Well, he's not home. Well, where is he? Jeff will call you back. Now we're talking phone as in telephone. Landline. A landline, <laughs> not a cell phone. Okay. So I would say, I'm sorry, he's not home. Well, where is he? Jeff will call you back. Well, where is he? Jeff will call you back. It's none your business where I am, what I'm doing, when I'm doing it. Right. Now, if it's a very personal thing with family, um, you know, I really can't make it for dinner tonight. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. This is what I'm doing because my family, I mean, if, if you're supposed to be with me at a certain time, are you okay? Right. I'm a little void. So the, the thing here is on a, on a regular relationship basis, you don't need to explain anybody. I'm terribly, thank you for the invitation. I'm terribly sorry. It's not, I am unable to make it. Right. Can I have a rain check? End of topic. That's it. That's all. That's all. She has spoken, ladies that's and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, and I think that's really good advice, too, because I always feel guilty when I can't do something. I'm always the first one to be like, oh, my gosh, I am doing X, Y, and Z, so that's why this can't work out. Maybe this, blah, blah, blah. And multiple people have been like, you can just say no and be like, let's reschedule. I'm so sorry. This is not a good time. Well, and you want to be sure when you do that, because if you go into a complete explanation, mm -hmm. you might make that person feel like your other thing that you're doing is it's more important than they are. All that needs to be done is, thanks for the invitation. I really, really appreciate it. I'm just unable to do it at this time. How about a rain check? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want you to feel bad that the other choice that I have to do is something I really need to do not because it's better than what we were going to do to begin with. 100%. Yeah. No, that's really, really good advice. Yeah. I good. like it. Okay. That's um, another question is, uh, with you growing up Jewish, have you ever felt judged or out of place because of it? Yes, absolutely. I have witnessed prejudice. Mm -hmm. I have seen people act inappropriately. And the first instance was as a child, when my grandmother, my bubby, mm -hmm. explained to me what happened. I would come home from school every afternoon, uh, public school, and come home, I'd quick get a glass of milk or something, and then I would take the streetcar in New Orleans to the synagogue to go to Hebrew school. Mm -hmm. And then I would take the streetcar back. Those were the days when you could get on the streetcar by yourself and there was no danger. Yeah. And so I dropped my book on the streetcar and the man across the aisle picked up the book which said, The Lives of the Jewish People Today, read the title, dropped it back on the floor and spit on it. Yes. Oh my gosh, no. I, 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 I was in horror. I had never in my life, very, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, oh seen gosh. anything like that. I picked up my book. I started crying. I got off the bus and walked in the front door because we lived upstairs from my grandmother's house. 
And Bobby says, darling, what's the matter? And I told her, and she put her hands on my shoulder and she said, look at my face. Let me tell you what he did. There's a void called prejudice. The void means pre-judgment. Hmm. Was he a smart man? No. Are you a smart girl? Yes. Makes no difference. You'll never see him again. Don't let it bother you because it bothers him. You don't need to be around it. Walk away. That's all. Mm. And that's what my grandmother said to me. And since that day, I have always remembered that, that it means prejudgment, that people can judge you because of your religion, your color, whatever it might be, but it's prejudgment. They're not very intelligent and they're not very smart. And it happened many times in my life. The second and the funniest time, well, not the second. <laughs> I don't know if there's but, a funny thing about oh, this. Oh, this was funny. This was funny. Okay. This, this was <clears throat> in college and I went to the University of Texas and I needed an elective. And so I took comparative religion. I thought that would be brilliant. You know, I need to know about all religions. And, but the class was at eight o'clock in the morning. No. Oh yes. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning. <gasps> oh please. Getting up at 7.15 to walk across campus so I would always have on a raincoat and a rain hat and sunglasses with my nightgown underneath. So <laughs> that the professor just happened to be the man that was in charge of what's called the Hillel group on college campuses, which handles young Jewish children okay. or students. And it's called Hillel. So that if you wanted to go to services or practice your religion on campus, if you were away from home, you would go to the Hillel office and he was in charge of it. This was the professor. So now we're talking about Judaism. Yeah. Okay. The guy sitting next to me, who was just a desk away to my right, as a matter of fact, just where you're sitting right now to my right, about a foot away, because the desks were just lined up. We were talking about Judaism, and the guy leans over to me and he said, oh, you can smell a Jew. The room got quiet. The professor looked at me, because I was the only Jewish person in the room, looked at the class, and the kid said it again. He said, it's pretty obvious who's Jewish. You can smell them a mile away. What does that even mean? I know. But wait. So I thought, hmm, what do I do? What do I do? I've got about two seconds to make a decision. So I leaned over, and I got as close to him as I could get. I said, are you serious? And I'm whispering and I'm blowing my, my, my breath right all over him. I said, are you serious? Can you really smell a Jew? You can really smell one. No doubt about it, he says. The professor takes his head, puts it down, <laughs> puts his hand over his head. And then I said, you know what? I'm Jewish. That young man didn't open his mouth the rest of the time. The entire course, he kept his mouth shut. Good. Never opened. I don't know whether he passed or failed, but he never opened his mouth. You know what? 
I'm Jewish. Wow. Wow. So that is crazy. Yes, it's crazy. And that happened in uh, 1962. So that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. And there have been several other uh, business situations where people sit down and in a conversation will simply say, oh, I didn't know you were Jewish. I've never met anybody Jewish. What's that like? Duh. Yeah. It's just sometimes I'll give people credit. They just don't think. Mm-hmm. And we need to think sometimes before we speak. And that's with everything. And not it, yeah. even just, oh, yeah. yeah, that's, people yeah. are not thinking right. at but all. But those kinds of things don't really bother me anymore. I just look at them as those people have prejudgment and they're pretty uneducated. Yeah. Oh, me mom, sorry. It's okay. Well, a lot of prejudgment happens to this group of people that this question is about. I don't know if you know, it's Pride Month right now. Did you know about? Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, I'm yes, so excited. I'm, I have rainbow everything to wear yes. for this month. I'm so excited. So one of our listeners submitted a question. Um, it's Pride Month, and what are your thoughts on how inclusion has grown for um, that group of people since you were younger? Well, the education part, and that's part of understanding every bit of shtick that we all have. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter who you are or what you think, it belongs to you, it is your shtick. It is not a bad thing. Who you are has to be what you are every single day. Mm -hmm. So education, understanding, reading, communication, talking, um, we all have to take that one step more to understand the other person. Right. Not just what I think is correct all the time or the way I was brought up is absolutely correct. I've got to learn more. Right. And I think that because of Pride Month, it has given us all a venue to look at more mm -hmm. other than what we think and include everything in what we think, yeah. not just one thing. Right, and I will say on this subject before we move on to another um, shtick question, um, Pride Month is one of my favorite months because a lot of my close, like dear friends are huge parts of the community and I am a very proud ally, but not only for the month of June, but for every month in the year. Um, and so just a point that I want to make um, is that you can post things on Instagram, you can buy rainbow shirts at Target, um, but it is very important to continue educating yourself, as Mima says, but also to support others all year round, not just on the month that it's popular. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yes. That's all? That's all. <laughs> uh, a question that one of our listeners has submitted is, when you are in a leadership position, how do you overcome the fear of people disliking you for things that you do or decisions that you make? That's an excellent business question, an excellent professional question. Number one, if you're in a leadership position, you got there for... A good reason mm -hmm. you are capable of handling yourself in a lot of different situations 
it is important to always be available to listen to everyone that works with you. Mm -hmm. And if you are a good leader, then you hear and see everything. Not that you have to have people come and rush in and tell you what's going on, mm -hmm. but you are watching their body language, whether or not they show up to your meetings on time, whether or not they're informed on what you have asked them to do, following up, and if they don't do those things, there's something wrong. Right. So it's up to the leader to look at the individual and say, let's talk. Yeah. What's up? I, I am seeing these things. I feel that there's something going on. I felt your reaction at one point to a topic, but I found that by sitting down and talking to you, the feel felt found thing mm -hmm. and get them to open up. If in fact they won't open up, then as a good leader, I have to know that I have to handle that situation, not with kid gloves because I'm in charge of an area and that work has got to be done. And I'm hoping that my leadership ability has given me the, the um, chance to do it correctly mm -hmm. and with the right steps in mind to get the project done. And sometimes the person that's working with me, I never had anybody work for me. I always felt that it was important to have people work with me, is not the person for the job. Yeah. And so we have to have that discussion. That's, it, it, it also depends on what the exact situation is. Right. But uh, today, and we talked about this, things have changed. In today's world, and I've said this every episode we've had, people are thinking differently. Yeah. Well, I don't have to be here. I don't need to be here. Well, that's a bunch of bullcorn. That's your shtick for the day, and it doesn't fly, bucko. Nope. So the important thing here is to understand that you are being paid to be at a job and that job has what's called a responsibility <laughs> and you are going to do one, two, and three. Yeah. And if you do not do one, two, and three, then we have a discussion about who can do it other than you. Right. So in today's world, get up, get dressed, go to work, do what you're supposed to. And if you don't like it, go find something else. That's all. <laughs> And I also think that this question lends itself to people pleasing, which we've talked about in past episodes and something that I still struggle with because I want everyone to like me. Um, but bottom line is, like Mima said, you're in that leader position for a reason and not everyone is going to like you. And there's a big difference between being liked and being respected. Correct. And if they don't respect you as a leader, then maybe we look at someone who will. They don't always have to like you, but no. they do have to respect and no. listen and to you and your authority. You are correct, and I've said this to you before, mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask you a question. Do oh. you like everybody? Absolutely not. Then why do you 
freaking expect somebody else to like you 100%. Because I'm we, awesome. Because, and I'm perfect. <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's all. Uh, it kind of goes hand in hand <laughs> with our next question, which is how do you know if you've gone too far or abused the power that you have? So the leader has gone too far. How does the leader know? Uh-huh. That they've gone too far when nobody shows up for their meetings, nobody does what they ask your nobody does what you've asked them to do, nobody follows up and nobody gets back with you with a project well that they've completed. Mm -hmm. So if everybody is stepping away from you rather than coming to you, that's a clear sign you're not doing your job. Yeah. And at that point is when I would scratch my head and say, wait a minute. Something's not right. They're not asking questions. They're not following through on the project. It's not done on time. And they're not listening to me and they're not coming to the meetings or just blow me off. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it is me. So I, I, my favorite saying is a leopard does not change its spots. Yes. I am a leader of a certain caliber. I do certain things. But if for any reason I have unintentionally done something, then I need to be smart enough mm -hmm. and savvy enough to understand that if you don't do your job, then maybe it falls on me. Right. So let me redo what I'm thinking. So always look at yourself uh, not as I've got the job of leadership and I'm the one that's I'm on top. I'm most important. No, I'm not the most important. We have a team, not I. We have a team. We need to accomplish this. Mm -hmm. The worst word in the English language is I. I like that. That's very, very true. Yeah. Okay, our last question for today's episode is something that I think a lot of our listeners are struggling with. I know I'm struggling with it personally because um, we've gotten similar questions throughout all of our episodes. Um, but one of our listeners says, I'm struggling with the weight that I've gained in quarantine. Do you have any advice on how to lose the weight? Very easy to answer it. Mm. You'll lose it if you want to. It's entirely up to you. Yeah. How do you feel? What do you feel like? If you don't like the way it makes you feel, then you can feel differently. It's up to you. But nobody's going to say to you, you gained 15 pounds in COVID lockdown. It's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are different. Our frames are different. We have to learn to accept ourselves for who we are. Mm-hmm. Do I like the fact that my boobs are practically down to my waist? No. Gravity takes hold when you get older, and I'm telling you that's what happens. Yes. So do I like that? No. Do I, do I like that part of my body? Absolutely not. Can I change that? I'm not thinking that's going to happen. No. However, you know, you gain a few pounds. By God, I love cookies, and I love chocolate and yes. I, you know you got to make a decision mm -hmm. and if you are happy with yourself it's okay yeah and sometimes body metabolism is not letting people be the skinny scrawny person they want to be 
It's just body metabolism. We have to learn to accept what our bodies can and can't do. Yeah. And it's okay. That's all? That's all. <laughs> I will say we are in summertime as well. And oh, I know yeah. it's oh, super yeah. hard. Oh. Um, but there's a lot of people that have been talking about and posting like any body is a summer body. Like it doesn't have, I mean, right. hot girl summer can be at any body shape, any weight, any curvy, skinny, cellulite, whatever you want. I think that's a summer body. Summer is a season. It doesn't necessarily mean you wear a bikini. No. Okay. It's a season. It's going to come and go. Yeah. So don't put yourself in a position to do that. You want to go to the beach, wear a pair of shorts and a shirt. Big deal. Don't wear a bikini, wear a one piece. There's very flattering swimsuits. Forget about all that. Just be who you are and enjoy who you are. And people that get to know us, and know who we are, want to be with us because of who we are. Mm -hmm. And absolutely not what we look like. And if that's what you want, then you're a little bit on the surface of, of, of just not part of anything that makes sense to me because superfluous and you're looking at the wrong thing and you want perfection. Well, I'm perfection, but you can't have me. No, unfortunately that's not. That's, that's all. all. <laughs> Um, but I want to give all my love out to everyone who gained weight in quarantine. I know that a, a bunch of our, especially female listeners, have submitted quite a number of questions surrounding weight gain in quarantine, losing weight, how to feel confident, self-confidence, this, that, and the other, which Mima's done a great job of giving advice on in other episodes. Um, but don't lose weight to end up in a picture of what you think you should look like. No. And I think that's something that I want to drive home, especially because I know we do have younger listeners and girls that are getting into the social media as Mima loves so much. Oh, no, no, <laughs> that is not my thing because that determines what you try to think about. And social media cannot make you think you are a bad person. I'm not going to allow that. No. And That's you are beautiful no matter what your exactly. pant size is. Or, I mean, hopefully you're not weighing yourself on a scale because scales are horrible. Um, but as long as you're putting an outfit on and you feel confident and you feel sexy, that is all that matters. That's all that matters. And, yes. And that's the truth. Yes. Well, meanwhile, those are all of our questions today. That's all. That's all. Do you have that's any all. other advice? Be who you are and love it. Oh my gosh, yes. Be who you are and love it. That's all. I'm done. For That's today. all. I'm done. <laughs> I love you, Mima. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs>